I don't really want to preach. I just want to have a conversation with you about something that our world sees and it knows whether, in a sense, it intends to or not. How many of you know that God does things that he doesn't ask humanity about it? And maybe know we serve a God that can do anything he wants to, any way he wants to, any how he wants to, any time he wants to. And aren't you glad that he spoke us into being and called us to worship him? Say the name Jesus with me. Ready? Jesus. There's healing in the name of. There's power in the name of. There's comfort in the name of. There's direction in the name of. Our steps are ordered in the name of. My eternal security is based upon the name of. (laughs) This morning in my worship, I, I noticed several times a song said about He is Lord. I look at the events of today and I thank God that Jesus is Lord over it all. I think I have this down. If I, if I embarrass myself, I guess I'll just have to. But I'm not very uh, privy to sign language, but I do believe that the, the, word, the way you sign, I, I guess I could ask several in the congregation, the way you sign Lord is I think you make the letter L and you put it over everything. Is that correct? Yes. Or overall? Yes. Is that right? I just think he's overall. Amen. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 7. And we're going to go then to the New Testament, Matthew and Luke. Matthew 1 and Luke 2. Thank you for coming this morning. I, uh, I try to plan with a message in mind for our hearts. And if you miss, it breaks my heart if I don't get to deliver what I think the Lord wants you to hear. Have me ever glad to be in church this morning. Amen. Amen. I thank you for braving the cold. I hear it's gonna we're gonna get some weather tonight and tomorrow and and uh, thank God Sunday's today. Let's read with the word of God and we've been standing so long, I'll let you remain seated. Just be sure and be aware of the words. Some seven hundred to seven hundred and fifty years before the Christ was born, Isaiah chapter seven. These words were spoken. Verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. 700 plus years before it happened, here's the prophecy. And there are many, many more. I'm just taking this one. Notice what it said. The virgin will conceive bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. If you will turn to Matthew chapter 1 with me. I'm going to look this morning at verse 21 of Matthew 1. Here's the gospel in reference to Isaiah. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name, say it with me, Jesus. For he will save his people from their sin. Look at verse 22. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, a virgin shall be with child, bear a son. 
They shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. I'd like for you to turn about ten pages to the right to Luke chapter 1. I'm going to put all these verses together. Luke chapter 1, if you will, look with me at verse 30. Then the angel said to her, meaning Mary, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name. What is it? Jesus. He will be great. The song said it. And he will be called the son of the highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Next page over, Luke 2. I want to look at verse 21. The birth has happened on the eighth day to dedicate the son. And when eight days were completed for the circumcision of the child, his name by the prophet Zacharias was called, or Simeon, excuse me, was called Jesus. The name given him by the angel before he was conceived in the womb, let me add for clarity, some 700 plus years before. How many of you know that this birth was no accident? (laughs) I want to turn about 40 pages to the right to Philippians chapter 2. It will be our last place in Scripture this morning. Philippians 2, verse 9. Therefore, God has, or God also, has highly exalted him. And given him the name which is above every name. That at the name of, say it with me. Every knee should bow of those in heaven and those on the earth and those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that, say it with me. Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. To me, we just traveled on holy ground. Your name is important. It has meaning. It says something. It should. I remember years ago in the hospital when my first son was born, what a dilemma we went through to try to name him. Our second son, some six and a half years later, we struggled to name our boys. I wanted something unique if I could or different, and you know how you go through that process. But I want to tell you something. God had no problem naming his son. His name shall be called Jesus, which means Savior. Ladies and gentlemen, hear me. Ever since that name resounded on planet earth, it has and does mean something. That name, when it came to planet earth, changed everything. That name divided time into before and after. Your calendar, your newspaper, your clock, your watch, your computer, every time a date is written, it's all talking about the name of Jesus, the Son of God. 
That name has impacted every society that has ever existed. The power, if you will, of Christmas as it comes across the globe every year is recognized that time and date is based upon before and after this one name, this one birth. Few people know the birthplace of the leaders of major religious leaders in the world. But people of all religions know the birthplace of Jesus. What other name, what other birth has inspired so much in the annals of human history? What other name has inspired so much peace and so much goodwill and giving and generosity and help and comfort and friendship as in the name of Jesus Christ? What other name has brought as much joy to the hearts of humanity than the name of Jesus, the Son of God. In reading history, I learned that even in World War II, in foxholes opposed across the battlefield with each other, opposing armies temporarily ceased their fighting and shooting at the other. They stopped by agreement together to honor the birth of Jesus Christ and sang Christmas carols from their foxholes together. Don't tell me Jesus hadn't affected this world. What a name. What a name, Jesus. What a powerful name. Powerful enough that in creation God thought it and this name, Jesus, spoke it and it came into being. It's a name with the power of creation. It's a name with the power to be able to call a ceasefire in World War II. It has the power, because my wife and I prayed many times, it has the power to cool a fevered brow of a child burning up with fever. It has the power to change eternal destinies of millions and millions of people. It has the power to promise an eternity that you can bank on if all this world fails, eternity exists. This name has planned and brought eternity into existence. Name me any other prophet you want to bring to the table, so to speak, and they have created nothing. No other prophet created anything. This one did. He spoke it. He was at the beginning with the Father and the Spirit. No other prophet was. Ladies and gentlemen, it's mighty important who you worship. In the past several decades we've lived, and maybe even earlier, there's a tendency to lengthen, if you will, the Christmas season. In actuality, I believe and I choose to believe and perceive that it's a tribute to Jesus. If I look at it from a material perspective, I realize it's a ploy to try to get me to spend earlier and more and longer and all that. Merchants have stretched Christmas, ladies and gentlemen, all the way now from Labor Day to New Year's. Don't you think? No other festive occasion 
has ever enjoyed such expansion as the celebration of Christmas. George Washington's birthday still occupies one day a year. In America, the 4th of July still occupies, although we get a weekend of two or three days off, it still occupies one day out of the year. Memorial Day only occupies one day out of the year, but Christmas gets bigger every year. This year, even before we had Thanksgiving or, or Holly Weird Ween, whatever you call it, we started with Christmas before it all. I think I saw this year Christmas in July. Christmas gets bigger every year. And you say, why? Well, from a business standpoint of view, the answer is pretty obvious. But let me tell you, during this Christmas season and the business that comes with this name and this birth and this occasion, the businessman must recognize Scripture. Jesus is the name that's above every name because it is the name of Christmas. His birthday sponsors the biggest sale of the year. Doesn't it? Wow. The Christmas tree is the bread and butter of the business year. It is. The Christmas tree pulls the figures to the positive side of the ledger for the year. Listen, more microwaves and refrigerators and household appliances and toys and jewelry are sold in His name than all other names put together. More shirts and socks and used to be ties. We don't wear ties much anymore, do we? More gowns and furs and perfumes and costumes are wrapped and given with a bow ordered in His name than all other names put together. More gift certificates are issued. More kilowatts of electricity are used. Can you imagine just Christmas lights in the United States? How much electricity? And it's all done in His name. More music is played. More food is consumed. Oh, me, yes, I see all those hands. More trees are decorated. More streets of cities are lit up. More parks are lit. More plays. More toys are purchased in His name than all other names put together. And we live in the real world, don't we? His name also produces more traffic jams, more aching arms, more tired feet, short-fused temperaments, more bills due in 30 days, more sticky fingers for candy, more upset stomachs for overeating, and I could go on and on and on than any other name. I love the story. I love the story. The man and wife with the newborn child 
a few months old with Christmas shopping. The man stayed outside with the little stroller while the lady went inside to shop. The baby began to fret. And the dad began to push him around and talk, push him around. And some people were watching and the dad said, Johnny, easy Johnny. It's okay Johnny. Everything will be alright Johnny. Just cool it. Be alright Johnny. On and on and on. Went on for a few minutes and wife came out with the packages and a lady watching walked up to the man. And she said, sir, I just want you to know that I need to comment you on how good a daddy you are. She said, you just settled this baby on and on. And she said, how old is little Johnny? And he said, that's Timmy. I'm Johnny. (laughs) And maybe no, that's the real world. Ladies and gentlemen, the name of Jesus is a name that is to be reckoned with in dollars and cents and every merchant and Wall Street and all earth's economy knows it. But what is it? Let's get beyond that. What is it that takes such a hold on humanity? The masses cry selfishness and commercialism and it is true, I guess. But I believe it's beyond that. I believe it's a much greater issue. I believe that in the human heart there is a craving for happiness. And I believe that in that craving we romance what it would take for us to be happy. How many of you remember when you were boy or girl young and you knew what you wanted for Christmas and you were just, oh, I hope they get me this for Christmas, this for Christmas. I hope I get this for Christmas. How many of you told your mom and dad or Santa Claus you wanted what you wanted and you got it one time? The rest of you never did? You never did? Did you pray for your parents? (laughs) Christmas was different for us in the country when I was a little boy. I, I remember, I have to tell you, I'm an inquisitive, adventurous person. I don't have much problem with change because I always want to see what's next. I want to get there and I want to go on and I want to try to do something like that. And I would sneak around the Christmas tree and shake and move and do all the packages. How many of you know, how many of us are guilty? You know, misery does love company. Sin loves company. I've repented, have you? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I I would rattle the gifts. I'd shake everything, and most of the time, to be honest with you, I knew what I had wanted, I had requested, and I could I could almost figure it out. But one year, I was about I don't know seven, eight, nine years old. I would pick this package up, had my name on it, and it would slide inside. And when you slide it one way, it would thump. When you slide it the next way, it thump, thump. Do you have any idea what it is? Neither did I. Thump, thump. It liked to throw me crazy. I liked to wore the package out. I couldn't figure it out. I could not get it figured out. 
Finally, finally, after 10 years, Christmas arrived. And I opened that package. You will not believe what was in that package. It was back then, they sold I guess they sell them now. It was a hard bill cap that had a bill on the front that would go. And it had fold down earmuffs that would go. There is something about us. We, we crave, we crave something that will make us happy. I believe this season gets such a hold on us because there's an inward longing in humanity. I believe there is a cry in our heart, in the deep part of our spirit, for a hunger and a satisfaction that can only come from God. And intrinsically we know. If you're here this morning and you're looking for happiness outside of God and your relationship with Him and any other means, I want to tell you it will not happen. You and God can get acquainted and have a relationship and only God can make you happy and then you have to choose to be happy. Years ago I had a minister friend that had his children in church to start with and he dismissed, he would dismiss the children's church out of the sanctuary. And the pastor would line up, so, so to speak, we're here, and he would line up and shake every child's hand as they left and went through the march, and he'd laugh with them and on and on. One Sunday morning during the last song and all the children were in the march, a little four-year-old girl broke out of the line, ran back sobbing to mom. The mother had... She took her from the auditorium crying. Following the service, the pastor went to the mom and was inquiring why the torrent of tears and why the child was upset and why she had such a... tearful time. The mother had inquired, and so when the pastor asked, the mother said these words. She said, my daughter said... Mommy, I smiled up at God, but He didn't smile back at me. For that child, the pastor stood for God, and he had failed to smile as the child passed by, and for her, the world went dark. Say what you will, ladies and gentlemen. There is a light that pierces through the terrible darkness of this sin-sick world at Christmas time. You may try to deny it, but it is there because God sent it. And underneath, the hearts of humanity long for the smile of God as desperately as that little child longed for her pastor's smile. Never forget it for a moment. It is the spirit that the, of the Christmas that makes Christmas. It is the spirit of Jesus Christ that says what this season says. Listen, you can buy toys any day of the year. You, you, you can have turkey and dressing and all that stuffing and any day of the year. You can form a parade and celebrate whatever you want to any day of the year. You can have special music all you want. 
It isn't just things. It's not just presents. It's not just parties. It's not just sharing the love. Listen. But something special begins to happen. And something special gets into the fabric of this world when we begin to talk about Jesus. No, sir, no other name in all the world can produce the majesty of the name of Jesus. No creation, no discovery, no lake technological Improvement of man's ability could obtain such results as simply the name of Jesus on planet earth. You see, the gospel, the gospel is not something men have created. The gospel, it is something that God has given. It is good news from above. The gospel, ladies and gentlemen, is not philosophy. It is not wishful thinking. The gospel is not some bestseller novel. The gospel is a dynamic moment when God's word became flesh. And the agnostic And the atheist cannot deny Christmas is historically, factually, physically an absolute truth. They're trying to push down this generation the last 30 years. There's no absolute truth. There's no absolute truth. There's no absolute truth. I love to say this. You can believe this. I'm absolutely truthfully standing here. How how absurd. It's all to get us to question creation and our origin. Christmas is more than sweet potato casserole and cranberries. It's more than fudge. Although it's a big part of my Christmas fudges. (laughs) If somebody helps me out. It's more than stockings on a mantle. It's more than tinsel on the door. Its mystery is deeper than hidden presence. And who is Santa Claus? And when is he coming? Other names have come and gone. They all eventually fade. But just take you back through my childhood. I remember when I was really, really young... We had the Davy Crockett rage. Always thought it was funny that they sang the song Killed Him a Bar when he was only three. I thought it was B-A-R. It was a Tennessee guy trying to say bear. In case you didn't know that. But Davy Crockett went by and then we had the Lone Ranger. And then we had Tarzan. And then Wonder Woman. And then Superman. And I don't know who's next. Batman. Spider-Man. Luke Skywalker. And today we have Ventar or something. A bunch of monstrous stuff. 
with supernatural powers. But suddenly it's all over. And some other name takes its place and some other name is publicized. Can I just say thank you, God, that that is not so with Jesus. That is not so with Jesus. Men of thousands of tongues. Angels with heavenly languages that earth cannot imagine. Seraphim and cherubim created spirit beings that fly about the throne of heaven with their music and their song. They tell about His name. They tell about His birth. They tell about His life in song and pantomime and film and printed page in age after age after age after age after age. He was before Davy Crockett and He'll be after the latest star in Hollywood. Thank God His name will not be diminished. You know what? This humbles me greatly that I have the opportunity to be personally acquainted with him. Singers, musicians, Henry Guys, will you come? Um, we read it. The angel said, I ask you to read it with me. The angel said, I want you to finish it for me. Of his kingdom. There shall be, what did he say? No end. Let me tell you something. I, I remember very little about Davy Crockett. Batman? Uh, I, I, was up, I was up more interested in my wife than that. And let me say, nothing's taken her place since. <laughs> He said, of his kingdom, there'll be no end. Not in 6,000 plus years of human history can any other name compare to the name of Jesus. It was planned, it was prophesied, it was designed, and it happened just like God said 4,000 years, just like. He said, can I tell you there, 4,000 years, it happened, and now 2,000 years, and it's been prophesied. He's coming a second time. How many of you are banking your eternity that the God that kept his first promise is going to keep his second promise? Amen. God's son, ladies and gentlemen, young people, was born at a definite time, in a definite place, for a definite purpose. And that son labored and suffered and died and rose again. All these facts have been recorded in documents of man's making, which has been examined, <laughs> examined like no other documents in the world, not to even compare to this document. And those facts, those documents, its history stands today, today reliable 
facts of history, and that is an absolute truth, Mr. Professor. In black and white, we can see literally how the disciples were chosen. In black and white, we can see how the church was founded. We can see how the message of salvation has been taken because we're missions-minded from shore to shore to shore. Ladies and gentlemen, in 2019, we can see tangibly how men and women and young people have been changed. And they're changed by a story beyond all stories and none other story can compare. So 2019, what will we say to this perpetual dynamo called Christmas this year? If you, if you have a, don't have the peace of God and you don't understand the joy of the Lord, if you don't have a right relationship with the Lord, you can easily get calloused and you can get an attitude of it means nothing and you can push it off. And I, I've seen the Scrooges of the world. That play was made because that, that exists. But I want to tell you, whether this world wishes to recognize it or not, this world in 2019 is face to face again with Jesus. Amen. And I'm so glad for it. I know. I, I, I was. I told the bank teller the other day, the little girl, I said, I'm disappointed in my bank. I've been banking here for years. She said, What are you disappointed about? And I said, I want to know why your little cards where you give. Financial gift certificates doesn't say Merry Christmas instead of Happy Holidays. But I said, I, I, I have something I want to tell you. That holiday means Holy Day. At least we have that. And I said, whatever you do, don't go next year to season's greetings. Ladies and gentlemen, I think we need to see that Christ stays in Christmas. I want to declare this and I'll be through. You cannot erase his name. You'd have to tear up the calendar. You'd have to destroy your business. You'd have to return all the presents. You'd have to turn civilization into a jungle, animalistic existence. Jesus is an irrevocable fact on this earth. They boil it all down to the bottom line. Christmas is primarily an offer. God so loved, He gave. What's important is mine and your response. I love this. God so loved David Brooks that He gave His Son. And I can tell you this one thing for sure. That is one gift that I have I've never wanted to exchange. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you this. The timetable is set. The hour is late. Israel's immigration, as we speak, all over this planet, Jews in every nation of the world headed back to Israel.
day and night. That's all an end time prophecy that is being fulfilled while we sit in this pew this morning. Take a look at God's calendar of events. And at this Christmas, once again, God makes you an offer. Here's what it is. Will you accept his offer? Will you accept his offer? I'm not talking about religion. They, they're, they're everywhere. I'm talking about you personally accepting God's offer. I will tell you this. Because of what I know of this word, and because this word has been prophesied and fulfilled, I can tell you this. Based upon prophecy, based upon late day events, the time of God's offering grows short. We are soon to God say, that's it. I have been merciful. I have been graceful. I have given every invitation I can give. Now my justice must be satisfied. Ladies and gentlemen, my question to you this morning is, will you accept the offer?